Hey, what's up? Chad Hermanson here with Mental Edge Training Coach. Today, I'll be chatting with Jason Turley. Jason played a few years in the minor leagues. He has two successful young athletes, young kids in Gavin and Noah Turley. They're going to be studs uh, playing in the minor leagues real soon, even though they're still amateurs. They have a lot of potential, but we're going to be chatting with Jason Turley. He's got some awesome app that we're going to take a look at in regards to scouts and how you as a parent are going to be able to have your kid be seen more by scouts uh, throughout the country and be able to just be shown more and showcased more. So enjoy this conversation and this show with Jason Turley. All right, what's up, Jason? How's it going today? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> Tell us where you're located. Uh, I'm right now. I'm at my house in Utah. We're up by Deer Valley, up in the mountains, up by Park City. So I'm just in my kitchen, not my house. There you go. So is is are you in Heber? Or, so or we're in a little we're in a little town called Midway, which is right by Heber. Yep. So, yeah. And there are a lot. It's a, if you if you're around Park City, it's kind of around the corner. Right? Yeah, and so it's just around the corner from Park City, about maybe five minutes from Deer Valley. So you just kind of come around that backside on the opposite side of the mountains from Salt Lake. Yeah, beautiful. So yeah, we, we live up in the boonies. Yeah, you and you got like big property, right? Don't you got a nice, nice little ranch out there? We've got a, we've got a little property. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some posts of your boys and stuff on tractors and like, yeah. yeah. Gavin's doing this today. He's in a tractor building a batting cage or whatever. Yeah, they're like, Dad, why do we have to do this? I'm all, just do it. Just shut up and do it. Just go. Just go. go to work. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Well, I wanted to bring you on today. We, we have a, you have a, a kind of a cool niche of, you, you played some pro ball. Um, you have two boys that are very successful as amateur players so far. And then you have an app that is going to probably change the game of how scouts can watch players, of how parents can go and watch players and grandparents across the country. Um, but let's start with, um, we had a, a conversation before this call, but let's start with, you have two boys. One is a Correct. freshman in college. Yep. Right. And then one that is a junior in high school. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. So <laughs> you have been in the, the game for a while in regards to showcases and the tournaments and had conversation with many people about where do we do where do we go what showcase do we do so share with us your story about your two boys and what kind of the route that you've taken because you're in a small town in midway utah yeah small market in, for sure you're not in a phoenix or a las vegas or a dallas so tell us about your story there well, I mean, I think the story for both boys is somewhat the same, but a little bit different. I mean, like my older boy, um, he, he has a scholarship to the University of Arizona, and he'll go down there and play. And then my younger son has a scholarship to Oregon State. And you're absolutely right. We're in a small town. I mean, I think in our town, there's like less than 3,000 people. We just barely got a stoplight in our town. And so it's not like we have college coaches flying in or driving over or pro scouts coming up here all the time really they never come here unless there's something special. We live kind of out in, in the mountains. And so, you know, we've, like you said, I played a little bit of, of professional baseball with the Astros just in their minor league system. And so I know about baseball, 
And when the two boys were coming up, I would just kind of stayed away from baseball for quite a while, to be honest with you. After I got done playing, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to, it's just, I'm, I'm kind of done. But then as my boys grew up and started to play, I saw some of the coaching and some of the things that were going on. I'm like, hey, I got to jump back in and I got to help out here. And so I started working with the boys when they were little. Um, I started working with Noah, the older boy, when he was maybe nine and Gavin when he was maybe seven. And we kind of put him on the same team and started, you know, just started to play, whatever. And both of them got, you know, ended up being pretty good little players. Um, and I'll take Gavin for a minute. He's my younger one who's committed to Oregon State. We were playing a ton of games um, when he was little, and, and I'm saying a ton of games, which is too many. I think what his nine-year-old year, he played like 70 baseball games. And, you know, I know some of these kids that are playing like 100 plus in a, in, in a year. Like they're playing like major league schedules when they're like nine years old. And they yeah, think that their bodies can handle it. It's fine. Their bodies can handle it. Just get them some vitamin C and Captain Crunch and they're good to go. Like, and, and some of the parents are like giving them like a five hour energy to get them through. I'm like, what is happening here? And so he went through his, his like seven, eight, nine year old season and it was just too much. And so we actually ended up taking Gavin out of baseball entirely, his 10 and 11 year old seasons. And as all we did was fish, we just went hunting, we just went skiing, we just hung out together and took a step away from baseball. And honestly, I think it was the best thing that ever happened to him. He came back his 12 year old year and ended up hitting like 40 home runs his 12 year old year. And what was funny, Chad, is when we took him out of baseball, that that first time and I just said no we're not playing anymore for now I don't know what we're going to do but we're backing off he was a really 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 good player yeah on one of the best teams in the country at that time and I just said we're we're, we're backing off and people freak Chad they lost their mind they're like you are you're hurting your son you're hurting his chances of playing in the big leagues like what are you doing and I can't tell you how much it helped Gavin by just stepping away you know, a little bit, but like you said, when, when you brought this question up, you're like, people talk about like, you know, which showcase to go to, which team to play for, how much should we play for? And I think we could probably break this down into a couple of different things because people ask me all the time, Hey, you have two boys that are division one scholarship athletes, baseball players, and, and they're both big scholarships. These aren't like 10% scholarships, come and walk on or anything like that. They're both huge scholarships. And, you know, to even get one kid to go to college, you know, to go to one of those schools is a big one. We have two. And so they're like, okay, Jay, how do you do it? How do you get kids to go to a school, to go to a school that big, which showcases to go to? And I probably, I'd probably address that first when people you know, first asked me which showcases to go to, I would just tell them which showcases that we had been to. I said, well, we went to this one and we went to that one and, and whatever. But I kept getting asked over and over and over again, which showcase? As if the showcase was the secret sauce. Right. And Chad, the showcase has nothing to do with it. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, the showcase, there's so many good showcases out there, but the showcase, which showcase you would go to has nothing to do really with if your kid is going to get a, a big time scholarship, sure, they need to be seen. But first of all, Chad, and, and this might come as a slap in the face to people, they have to be good. Or it doesn't matter how many showcases they go to, because it's not like you're going to go to a showcase 
And then if you're not getting recruited from that showcase, you go to another showcase and everybody at that other showcase is going to go, oh, this is the stud that everybody missed. It's just not going to happen. And so my advice to parents for young kids that are coming up and wondering which showcases to go to is go to a showcase from a standpoint to maybe compare yourself, get some measurables, see what you're running in the 60s, see how you're hitting, whatever. But if you're not getting recruited, I hate to say it, but it just means you're not good enough. And the way, what I would work with my kids on 100% is we're not going to any more showcases until you're better, until, right. until we're in the backyard for 10,000 swings, 100,000 swings, until you're stronger, until you're bigger, until you're faster, there's no point in going to those other showcases. Yeah, it's so true. It's that, 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 that's a slap in the face for sure, right? That many parents are like, what if I, if there's no scouts, and it's really different now because everything, we just had a conversation that at the D1 level, they, had, they keep pushing back where these college coaches can actually come to a showcase. Now, it originally was back to like January 1st. And yeah. now from, you just said today that if they pushed it back like till April. I think they just pushed that recruiting period where these coaches can come back to April now. To April. So that's, that's in their season. And so if you're a D1 coach, when do you have time to go watch a senior or a junior sure. this year? You have to, you, the only time you have is really you go to a, say, a coach flies in and is playing UNLV, they go watch a local game because they already know who you are. They're scouting you. Yeah, I can go see that game on a Thursday because we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sure. Hopefully they play on a Thursday or I got to fly yeah. in a couple days early. Um, but yeah, it's because you're not good enough. So, it's, well, and, and if you are good enough, Chad, here's the deal. So let's say a kid wants to go. So my younger son has a scholarship to Oregon State. Guess what? Oregon State wants to win. Mm. They, 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 they want to win. They want to get the best players. And so if you feel like you're good enough, but you just haven't been seen, Oregon State has a camp that you can go up to for like 65 bucks. Right. And you go to that camp. And guess what? If you're good, they will offer you a scholarship. That's, 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 I mean, if they, if they want you and they need you, you go and there, there are ways to go about it, but really without the foundation of saying, look, I'm good enough to play at the D level D one level. It's a total waste of time and a total waste of money. And you really got to, and it's hard for kids and it's probably even harder for parents to really look in the mirror and to have some self-reflection and say, how good am I? How good is my kid? And it doesn't matter if you're good enough or not good enough right now. You really want to establish where you are so that you can know to get better and stop living in a fantasy land. Because I think it's good to have an honest conversation with yourself and your kid to say, look, we, you got to throw harder. You got to run faster. You got to weigh more. You got to do these things or, or, or let's just start fishing. You know, I mean, if, if we're talking about baseball, there are certain measurables that have to be there. And I think that real internal look into yourself to say, am I good enough? And to be honest, I think when the, the, I think the kids that end up being the best are the ones that are most honest with themselves about where they are and what they need to improve on, as opposed to blaming other people as to why they're not getting looked at. Absolutely. Yeah. Self-evaluation is critical. And sometimes when you're young, you don't know what that looks like. And sometimes you do end up going to that showcase with maybe your scout team, your club team, 
and sure. you play at, at one of those tournaments and you're like, man, I, I got dominated by every pitcher that, that threw to me as a hitter. Maybe I, maybe I don't belong at a D one level. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I and I want to be clear, Chad, I'm not bashing showcases in any way. I actually think they're great and a great place for people to be seen. And, right. and, and the fact that like perfect game and these guys are putting together showcases where you can be seen and these travel ball organizations, I think it's fantastic. And it didn't even exist when I was growing up, when you and I were going through it, we didn't have that. I'm saying these things are an opportunity to be there. Just be prepared to walk through the door when you get the opportunity. And if you go to a showcase and you're not getting letters from the seven schools that were there, it's not because of your neighbor. It's not because of your mom. It's not because of your dad. It's not because of your coach. It's because of you. It's just, you're, you're, you're not a good enough player. And that's not a bad thing. That just says, Hey, how, what kind of character do you have as a player? And can you look internally and say, okay, I got some work to do and that will never happen again. And then in six months, go to another showcase and get picked up. That's mm -hmm. it. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's actually a, there's actually a, uh, uh, there's a John Wayne movie um, called big Jake that um, it's out and it's, it's a great movie. It's, you know, old time movie. And there's a, there's a, there's a quote from that movie. I won't go into the scene, but there's a quote in that movie that says my fault, your fault, anybody's fault. And I have my boys have that as like a little sign up in their room. And basically what is it, what it's saying is if you don't get where you want to be, it could be my fault, Chad, it could be your fault. It could be mom's fault. It could be dad's fault. It could be my coach's fault. It could be everybody's fault, but my fault, your fault, anybody's fault. You're the one that's not getting the scholarship, right? You're the one that's not playing at the next level. And so I think when kids kind of just say to hell with everything, I'm taking care of my own future, end of story. And I'm going to put on the weight. I'm going to put on the size. I'm going to get with the right trainers. I'm going to do this or I'm going to die trying. That's when kids start to progress and they really kind of separate themselves from kids that just keep going to showcase after showcase thinking that they're going to get picked up. Yeah. And, and going to showcase without to showcase the showcase without actually putting the work in between there in between those showcases to get better. Total waste of time. I mean, it's just like a living in a fantasy land. And and honestly, if you're if you're not if you're not ready to go to a showcase, you're showcasing how how bad you suck. Yeah. You're now you're just like, getting crossed off the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't keep going. Yeah. Go to one, get your measurables, and then go home and work your tail off. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about Gavin that you're you you let him have a couple years off. You kind of go fin fishing and hunt and yeah. do your thing which I think is fantastic. Cause I, again, back to those nine, 10, 11 year olds. Um, there's a part of me that, that doesn't like the, I, there's a part that I'm okay with that you're on a club team, a scout team or whatever team. Great. Yeah. You're probably learning from good coaches. A lot of former ma players, major league and minor league yeah. uh, high school. Some of those guys are coaching those teams and they're learning the game correctly, which I think is great. But there's also, there's got to be time off with these 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. They can't play 10 months out of the year, right? Yeah. We've had this conversation multiple times. Now, for you with Gavin, you, you gave him some years off, and then he committed to Oregon as a freshman, right? Yeah, to Oregon State. To Oregon State. And yeah. you, you have, I guess you could say, mixed feelings and emotions about that because it's really cool to have that kind of taken care of. 
But fast forward now, what, it's two years later. How do you feel about that? Do you think, was that the right move committing as a freshman? Because there are kids doing that. What's your take on that? Well, and kind of back to what you're saying with all these kids playing a lot before I address the Oregon State thing is like, I think, you know, somebody made a comment to me and they're like, kids are so much better these days than they were back in your day. And I go, so are they throwing like 120, 125? Like, like, what do you mean? There's, there's so much better than Nolan Ryan. Like, what do you mean players are better than they were back then? And what I think players are better at is I think they're more comfortable in the box because they spend more time in the game but they're not necessarily better. And I would way rather see kids spend more time at practice than playing a hundred games a year and really honing their skills um, as opposed to just, you know, playing and playing and playing and playing. But as I took Gavin out, we continued to play catch and hit in our backyard and do those kind of things. We just didn't put baseball first and go to all these tournaments and we just went fishing, you know, but we still played catch and we still hit and we still did those things. And so Gavin comes out as a 12 year old hits like 40 home runs as a 13 year old he wins the whole world home run derby and as a 13 year old hits a ball completely out of the stadium at the Miami Marlins stadium like not over the fence into the parking lot like 450 feet (laughs) and so all of a sudden he's back on the map as this as this like but he's only 135 pounds when he did it so he's a small kid hitting bombs but he just took two years off yeah. And I think if parents can really look at that and go, man, every year that we've sacrificed our Saturdays, our Sundays, our, what, our weekends to play 17 games and have our kid throw 175 pitches, it's like Matheny, you know, the Matheny Manifesto, he's like, it's the road to nowhere. I would say more practice. But Gavin comes to this point, he comes out fresh, comes out ready to roll, and he gets offered a scholarship from Oregon State, Okay. So he's barely in ninth grade. He's won the whole world home run derby two years in a row and uh, for the longest distance. And, um, and Oregon State offers him a scholarship. Well, at this point, Oregon State's coming off the national championship. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, not, they're ranked number one in the country. He has offers from all over the country. And um, the coaches at Oregon State at that time, um, you know, Pat and Andy Jenkins and, and these guys that were there, Yetsky, who's now in Arizona, <clears throat> they were phenomenal. Like they're like a dream staff and they treated Gavin like gold. And he's like, well, dad, what do I do? And, and I've always let my kids make their own decisions in in the most sincere way. I'm like, Gavin, I am not making this decision for you. This is on you, what you want to do. And so Gavin decided to commit. He's like, dad, it's everything that I want. The coaching staff, the facility, the history, the culture, everything. Um, and so he commits and, um, and, and is all excited. Um, but things can change when you're in ninth grade to 10th grade to 11th grade. I mean, things change when you're in the minor leagues from one year to the next, let alone from when you're in ninth grade. to when you're going to sign as a senior, okay. Now things have really worked out well for Gavin because, you know, they, they changed the coaching staff at Oregon State, but I think they got an equally good coaching staff at Oregon State that, you know, they brought in Mitch and they brought in a bunch of these guys that are just phenomenal and I think are going to lead the program into the, into the future in a really good way. But for a young kid who's going to commit early, I think parents really need to understand what that means. What does it mean when they commit early? Because 
baseball becomes a business. And again, it's a hard thing to look at. And it's a hard thing to, 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 to grasp as a parent or as a kid you sign. And if Gavin's all world at 13 years old, because he grew fast or something like that. And he sucks when he's a junior in high school, he doesn't have a scholarship anymore. Right. They will pull that scholarship and that's all there is to it. It's just, they will pull it. And, and I think a lot of these kids commit early to be able to, to be able to flex with their friends, to be able to say, Hey, I committed. And, and again, here's kind of some self-introspection that needs to take place. I think with these kids is like they commit early and they stop working because they think that they've got this big time scholarship or a scholarship to a not so big school, but they think they're taken care of not realizing that, that you can get a call one day and just say, say, Hey, we've decided to go a different direction. I apologize, but you know, we thought you were going to throw 92 and now you throw, you, you never broke 87, but you were 87 as a 14 year old and we're going a different direction and it just becomes that fast. And so I think it can go two ways for kids is I think it can motivate the right kid to try to be good. If he's at a big school going, Hey, I've got a lot to live up to. So I've got to work my tail off to get there. But from what I've seen more often than not, um, things change in a negative way for players. And so I, my advice to kids or to parents would be if your kid's good enough to get a scholarship and he's in ninth grade, wait, wait, there's always money. There's always money for the good kid. Right. If your kid's good, they will find money. And I would say, wait, because you don't know what's going to happen with the coaching staff. You don't know what's going to happen with players that commit or decommit to that program. You don't know where you're going to stand because you might get there and your kid's a first baseman and, you know, they sign the, the number one first baseman in the whole country. Now, where's your kid at? Like, there's just, I just think the kid, people need to leave themselves options. And if you're good enough, you're still going to go play. If you're not good enough, then, then, you, then you needed to work harder and, it just becomes this catch 22. I, and I think the same way about the minors, Chad, like when kids are getting drafted, because both of my boys are, are kind of draft potential picks. And they go, they're like, dad, what, when, when do we sign? You know, at what, at what price point, you know, you know, I mean, how, how am I signable? And, and I've talked to them about, you know, it's gotta be like life changing money for you to sign. Otherwise you go to school because if you're good enough to play and make it to the big leagues now, you're going to be big, good enough to make it then. And if you don't make it when you're a junior, you would have fizzled out in the minors anyway. Right. And now you got your education to go with. And you got those things. And I think it's the same way as a ninth grade kid or a 10th grade kid. The trend is to commit so early. And that's all it is, Chad, is it's just a trend. It's just a trend that everybody's got the FOMO. And they're like, why hasn't my kid committed? Well, if you know you're good and you know and, and you know what you're like if you're good you're good and you're going to get picked up but committing early i just think has a lot of negative outcomes that can come from it that parents and kids don't realize they, they just don't and if you're good there's money all the time i mean my son noah just got his huge scholarship to arizona and he's already graduated <laughs> like, wow yeah 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 so yeah no it's it's interesting how families can get caught up in that. And I, you know, and I, it seems like I haven't really heard too much about um, that freshman or that eighth grader 
you know, kind of, or even sophomores, sophomores, I would say, if you're like considered a dude or could potentially be a draft guy comes senior year, sophomore year, you kind of have an idea like this guy's, this guy's got some talent, right? He's, he can play, he's got some skill Uh, or they're just late bloomers and they, they don't really show up that, you know, maybe they're playing some JV freshman year. Uh, They make varsity their sophomore year. They're pretty good. And then they mm-hmm. have a huge jump junior year. And then even into senior year, and now they're a dude. Um, so there's late bloomers. And I know college coaches all, all know that. Um, and it's the early, it's the early bloomers that I worry about, Chad. Yeah. It, it, those yeah. are the guys that I worry about. You know, they grew, they're 6'2", they're 180 when they're 13. They're throwing 85 miles an hour when they're 13. And it looks like, man, this kid is projectable as can be. It, well, let, let the orange ripen a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, let the orange ripen in this, just see what it is going to be um, as opposed to just jumping on the first thing. And I, and I honestly think that most of the time when kids jump on like a, an initial really quick offer, it's, and, and this might sound bad, but it's because they're not really confident in, in, in themselves. And so they think, well, oh man, I got the scholarship. I got to lock it down. Not realizing that you're not locking down anything. Right. You're just, you're just committing and maybe actually, getting some other coaches to not look at you anymore because now you're committed to, you know, whatever state university or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And, and let's talk about Noah. So Noah's your older boy. Um, yep. Would you consider him a later? Cause he's huge now. He's a big dude. Tall. Yeah. I'm assuming tall, skinny as a younger kid. What was his progression like? So his progression was a lot like his dad, somewhat of a late bloomer. Um, and so he was always tall, always skinny. He's just between 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, um, right now, he sits at about 220. And so, yeah, he's a, he's a big kid. Looks like a tight end. Um, what was that? Looks like a tight end. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, he, uh, um, he was always like a hitter growing up, um, you know, pitched a little bit, um, but was skinny, 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 skinny. Like, I'm saying like 6'4", 175 pounds yeah and but threw pretty good you know he's like 85 87 something like that you know pitched in some games but usually he was hitting bombs and I mean he was hitting and hitting and hitting um but then it wasn't until and so he he ended up getting a scholarship to a major Pac-12 division one school which was not the University of Arizona um when he was a junior um as as a pitcher but that's when he was 175 pounds and he I think he touched like 91 or something like that Mm-hmm. Um, but he ended up putting on like 40 pounds and became a whole different force to be reckoned with. And it just, it just happened. And, you know, he started eating a lot, you know, eating a ton, um, doing some stuff to build his testosterone, like eating oysters and some crazy stuff that he, yeah, he <laughs> ate like 60 oysters a week, like raw nice. oysters. Okay. That's supposed to boost your testosterone and did some other kind of funky stuff, but he, he blossomed. And so now he, he had an opportunity to basically have his pick of where he wanted to go in the country. I mean, people came out of the woodwork and it's interesting on how many people I've heard say that a college says, we just don't have any money. I'm sorry. We just don't have any more money. We used up all of our money. We did this, that, the other. And then to see Noah as a senior, when he was already committed to a major PAC 12 school, how many schools came out of the woodwork to say, Hey, we'll offer you something. Now he's a senior. I thought all the money was gone. Right. Because <laughs> he's now good enough, right? Bingo. That's Bingo. cool. 
<laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're, it's spot on. Like yeah. if you're good enough, it works out. And if you're not, you just better get to work. And, and one thing I believe, Chad, I really truly, truly believe what I'm about to tell you. Everybody's good enough to play college baseball. I think they are. That's my opinion. I think Somewhere. everybody's good enough to play college baseball if they'll go to work. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I could take almost any kid and, and I'd put, and I'd put $5,000 on it right now. Give me a kid for the summer. And if I worked with him all day, every day, we were working hard and eating right and going after it. That kid, I, don't, I mean, I don't even care if he's even played baseball before. Give me a 14 year old kid. And that, that kid can be one of the best players ever. If they'll just put in the work. Right. But, but when you're talking about like Noah blossoming to six, five, 220 pounds, now he became good enough. I can't even tell you how many times that kid threw up trying to gain weight, mm. like, like just barfing. And like, I can't get this food down. And I remember he ate a, or he, he watched this video of this like bodybuilder guy and the bodybuilder guy, it, it was, it was kind of a slap in the face to Noah. He goes, you know, there's all these kids out there that say they can't gain weight all these bodybuilders that say they can't gain weight. He had this big plate of food in front of him. And he goes, you know what? If you want to look like a man, you got to eat like a man and you got to stop being a puss. And so, <laughs> and so, so Noah looked at that and he, it kind of turned him and he's just like, and again, back to what I taught him his whole life, um, you know, where it said, uh, um, uh, sorry, there was a phone call, but it said, um, you know, your fault, my fault, anybody's fault. You can blame it on whatever, but he finally just took it in and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to force the hand of all the scouts, of all the teams where, where they can't say no, where I'm special, I'm different. Like I don't mix in with everybody else. I have to be bigger. I have to be stronger. I have to be faster. And I think if kids realize that, look, if I go to work, there is an opportunity for me to play but it's not going to be easy. It's going to be probably the hardest thing I've ever done. A lot of these kids think that they can go out and take a bucket of balls and do some push-ups, and somehow they're going to get a scholarship. Right. And then they're like, what happens? How, how did I not? I'm telling you when a kid's mindset turns and it has to be the kid's mindset, not the parent's mindset, because it, it just won't work. Right. But once the kid's mindset turns and he goes to hell with everybody else, my fault, your fault, anybody's fault, I'm going all in. Chad, I believe every single one of these kids has a chance to play. I really do because there might be some that are genetically gifted to be better or bigger. But I really believe that, I mean, that, 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 that every kid has a chance to play if he puts his mind to it. But it's hard. But it's really hard. So. Yeah, I think what you, your point there, too, is, is what we talk about with the mental edge, right? That mindset of. <laughs> Just going to the cage, hitting for 20 minutes, um, throwing in a few push-ups, maybe a sit, couple sit-ups, uh, not spending any time in the gym, you know, not doing my sprint work, my plyometrics, all those things that allow you to become great. When you don't do any of those and you just coast and get along, you're going to get the reward that the effort you put in. Yeah. You're, right? guaranteed, you're guaranteed not to become great, Chad. Yeah. You're guaranteed not to become great. And honestly, I think, again, when somebody has their own mindset switch, and I know it was that way for me growing up too, I would just get pissed. Yeah. There's a point when I was just pissed. I'm like, no, I'm done. I am done with, with, with me wondering if somebody's going to scout me. I'm wondering if, 
if I'm going to get to start on this team, I'm wondering if I'm going to get this, that, or the other, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to force the hand yeah. of the people that are looking at me, whether that be my freshman coach, my varsity coach, a college coach, or getting drafted. I'm going to force the hand of these guys. And I've told, I've told both of my boys on multiple different occasions, you guys are good, but you're not special. And that's a, that's a hard thing to hear, Chad. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, you're telling your kid that, right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, but, but if a kid can look at himself and go, yeah, I'm a good player and I play for Skyline High School and, and that's great. But realizing I'm not special isn't a bad thing. It can be the greatest thing of all time. Realizing I haven't put in the work to be entitled to be special. And honestly, I think when kids say, look, I'm going to force the hand of a scout. And what does that mean, Chad? That means if I'm a speed guy, I got to be six, five and below, or I'm not forcing the hand. I'm just, I, I, I get lost in this, this flood or, or this, uh, of all these kids, right. you know, uh, that are running seven, seven, two, whatever. And what they're going to draft you because you run straighter. <laughs> no like and if you if you don't throw 90 plus you haven't forced the hand if you're not hitting bombs you haven't forced the hand and so I think that's when kids can kind of look at themselves and go actually when I was playing I had a little acronym under my hat that stood for perfect that which is lacking in your game you might be a really good runner. You might be a really good hitter, but where do you lack on those five tools? Where are you missing out? And when you went to that showcase, why didn't you get picked up when you tried out for that team? And, and what parents and kids, because I was a high school coach here in Utah at a really interesting high school that, that every kid and every parent thought that their kid was going to the big leagues. And, and you have to realize at a high school level, at a college level, at a D1, D3, pro level, every single level, the coach wants to win. Right. The team wants to win. And so if you want to play, just put in the work to get good enough. And, 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 and another thing, Chad, that I really want to emphasize here, I guess, is there's, there, there's a kid here locally who would go to the basketball gym every single day um, here locally. He was a little short kid. Um, he's probably like five, two as a, as a sophomore in high school, mm. but he would shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And I'm telling you for like 10 hours a day, like this kid impressed me beyond impressed me, but he really, he, he wasn't with somebody who could teach him how to practice. He just practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. Right. And so what I want to emphasize is that kid was great but he never got really, really great. He never got great enough to, to actually play. Even though he's 5'2", if he would have had the shot, you can still use a kid that can shoot right. in, in three. And so when I say, hey, kids just need to go work and work and work and work, I would emphasize my kids have had, I guess, the opportunity to have me by their side. And there's a lot of parents going, well, yeah, these two kids, because they were raised by Jason and they could just be there the whole time. So that's just what – Chad, there's so many people like you and me and the 10,000 other pro former pro guys or college guys or guys that didn't even play that know how to coach that will help those kids as far as trainers and how to get strength and everything else. And so I don't think it's ever a question, question of a lack of desire, because I think if you were to ask 100 kids, 100 of those kids are going to say, well, sure, I want to play in college. Sure, I want to play in the pros. Absolutely. You're going to get 100 yeses. It's never a lack of desire. I think a lot of times it's a lack of know-how, which kills the desire. 
because they'll start working, working, working. They don't see a lot of progress and they're like, screw this. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And so I would emphasize if, if you're a parent or a kid that doesn't know what to do or how to practice or how to set up a tee and work off a tee for an hour and you just stand up and swing as hard as you can, really get with somebody who can help you so that you're efficient in the work that you put in. And then you can, you know, you 10 times your efforts as opposed to just, you know, throwing a, throwing a ball against a fence. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So. That's cool. So yeah, you got, you got two boys that are going to be really interesting to watch and um, heck at the time of this recording, I actually just got let go as a scout um, with the team I was with and the, both of them are, you know, Gavin was going to, you just, you're going to play what at Hamilton high school in Arizona. Gavin will play at Hamilton high school in Arizona this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're making that move. We had a conversation about that. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't know who's going to come watch and play in Midway. <laughs> yeah. so you might well, want and, to... and it worked out great because, you know, my, my new app, um, one of our main investors is down there in Arizona and wanted us to move down there with them. And so from a business standpoint, it worked out perfectly as well. So, yeah. So let's talk about that. You have an exciting new app that you, you started out about a year ago um, with the idea of being able to basically use your phone to record the video or have live video of, uh, of a player, of a potential mm -hmm. prospect where scouts can watch and look at um, and, and really kind of take a look at all their at-bats and follow them, essentially. So tell us what that app is and how does that actually work and give us all the details. Yeah, and so, so we, we actually created it a couple of years ago. Um, and so it's been about two years in the making. Um, but really, um, so, I, so I'm in the software industry and I just sold a software company. And I'm like, what am I going to do? But then I've got these boys that are, that are like playing baseball all the time. And they're traveling, 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 both of them going all different ways. And, you know, anybody in travel baseball knows how hard that can be to be at both fields at the same time. You just can't do it. And so I'm like, I want to watch my kids hit because Gavin and Noah are both hitting home runs all the time. I want to be there to watch them hit. <laughs> and, and so my wife's at one game, I'm at one game and, and we're trying to stream it. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And so I went into the marketplace, looked to see if there was a, a, a streaming service that would allow us to do it. But guess what, Chad, I don't want to stream a whole baseball game. No, I don't want to stream a whole baseball game. I just want to watch them hit. Right. And I don't want to be checking back to a stream to say, is he up? Is he not up? You know, just what's going on. So, so anyway, long story short, we created an app that allows us to do just that. And so I would go onto the app. I would follow Gavin or I would follow Noah, or I would follow another player that I want to follow. And when that person is now up to bat, whether they're in Georgia and I'm at home or Noah's in Florida or Arizona, anytime during the day, I would just get a notification that says, Hey, Noah's up to bat right now. I click the link and it takes me right into the live stream of him, of him hitting. And I get to watch him hit, whether he strikes out or hits a home run, it doesn't matter, but I get to be there and watch him live for that two minutes. Then I go out and then maybe in 15, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, I get another notification. Hey, Noah's up to bat again. And so it allows me to just see those bite-sized pieces of that game that I really want to, without having to dedicate a full two or three hours to that game. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Um, I mean, we talked about this about well over a year ago and I was like, yeah, I think this could be um, as a scout, you know, if I'm at a game, I'm saying in Arizona, I'm watching Arizona state or something. And I have another prospect that is playing in Utah mm -hmm. and I see his high school at bats. 
well, I know Jason's going to be there filming it and getting those yep. shots. So then I can go back and retrace it and like, yeah. So I can basically watch every single at bat for his whole we, season. You can watch every single at bat and archives every single at bat as well. Yeah. And so it keeps every single at bat. And, and from a scout standpoint, whether it's college or high school, scouting another team before you play them um, or in, in, you know, scouting in the big leagues like you did. Um, I've had so many scouts say that this is going to totally revolutionize the way scouting's done because now you can actually sit on your couch and you can scout 10, 20 different kids and you get to see every single at bat as opposed to just the three home runs that his dad sent you through yeah. an email saying, Hey, this kid's a stud. And I'll remember when we were first developing the app, there was a, a major division one school that was there watching Gavin and I had the app going and I was they're like, what's that? And we were just still in beta and I was telling him about it. And he goes, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. He goes, he goes, <laughs> I actually want to see Gavin strike out four times in a row. Right. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I want to see the substance of who Gavin is as a player. He goes, I already know that he can hit the cover off the ball. I already know that that's a given. We know it, but this game is a game of failure. And I want to see when he strikes out, does he F-bomb the umpire? Does he throw his helmet? Does he act like a jackass? What does he do? Or, or is he somebody that we actually has the character that we want to give $200,000 scholarship to? Right. He goes, we get to see the substance of what a real player is. And I think it's, it's an app that a lot of kids love. Um, it scared a couple of kids away because it exposes kind of the prima donnas. That's a great conversation, right? Because yeah. I know as a scout, if I go and watch a game, I, I see four at bats. I'm like, man, he was, he was three for four that game. He was pretty good. Right? Yeah. And then I go back in and maybe a week later I go check it in. I'm like, watch the next 15 at bats. And he's like, oh, for 15. <laughs> eight I'm like, well, what it does, is it also, it balances it out. Where it you're totally like, does. Man, I saw him really good. Crosschecker comes in is like, man, I, he wasn't very good when I saw him. So now you have a, an in-between already. Mm-hmm. And a national guy comes in and says, oh, I saw him. He was really good. And yeah. then the scouting director comes in and is like, ah, he wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. no, but totally. it, it, it paints a picture and it gets the whole piece of the puzzle together where you can't see every live at bat of course um, it tells you what the true substance of a player it's the truth it's the truth is what it is yeah. it's the truth i mean maybe we should have called the app that the truth you know <laughs> but it, but it was really developed for like grandpa who's in ohio to be able to see his grandson in arizona and that they can connect and that they can see and you know honestly with covid right now it's just it's kind of crazy for our app because nobody can go you know, a lot of people can't go to the games or a limited number of people can go to the games but now everybody can be a part of those at bats without having to be right at the games. And so, no, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. We've, we've met with uh, you know, the biggest baseball organizations and, and all the way down to, you know, small travel ball organizations and, and the, the, it's going great. It's going, people just seem to love it just because again, they can, mom can be home in their kitchen where, where I take Gavin to Georgia to a tournament and she loves Gavin. She wants to be part of Gavin, but we already, we have these other kids. Everybody can't be to every game, right. but this allows her to be part of every single at bat and go in and comment and say, Gavin, good job. I love you. And then he picks up his phone and he sees there's a note from mom within the app. And it's just a really cool thing to bring people who haven't been able to see those at bats into that live action. And so that's, that's why we built it. And is it, is it going to be built? So basically Gavin, as your son, let's use him as an example. 
Yeah. I, I can, anybody can go in, they get the app, they can pick who they follow. Correct. And then like, I can follow Gavin. I can follow Noah when he's pitching. So, mm -hmm. so it's like social media in a yep. way where you get followers, you can have comments. Um, so it's kind of a Facebook app, if you will, that can video all the games. Is yeah. I mean, Facebook kind of, um, kind of a, kind of a mix between a Facebook and a TikTok and, yeah. and, and some of these things, but it's, it's, yeah, you go in, you follow Gavin and it's a little different from a normal app because if you went into Facebook and then you followed Gavin, you'd be like searching a whole bunch of other stuff. You can make posts, you can kind of engage. Our app's just different. It's really simple. You go in and you follow Gavin and then you just wait. That's it. Yeah. You just wait. And then you get all a notification when he's up. Is that, and then, and then you're out at dinner somewhere. And you're scouting Gavin and you're like, oh, Gavin Turley's up to bat right now. Right. Click on it and you can watch it for two minutes. Download it to your phone. Hey, I want to save that at bat. That one was a good one. Right. And obviously the mom or dad, whoever is recording their at bats with their phone. To, to it's, it, yeah, it's potentially a mom or a dad at the game. Or it's uh, like a perfect game who already has it set up. Or it's an NCAA game or a Major League Baseball game where they already have a feed. And then our app just ties into their feed. But if it's at a game where, you know, it's nine-year-olds that are playing, yeah, mom's just put her phone up on the fence, hits a notification, it notifies grandma and Susie and Joe and the brothers, hey, little Johnny's up to bat, they get a tune in, they get to tell him how cool he is, and then it's over. So if there's not a broadcast already going in place, you can broadcast directly through your phone through the app. Man, this is going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, it was cool. When we first did it, we went out and we we went into the marketplace. We found the the that there was a market for it. When I didn't do it, people were kind of freaking out, saying, "Hey, are you gonna are you gonna film? Are you gonna notify us? Are you gonna do this?" And so once we found out that there was a pretty good market for it, we went out. We got a patent on our technology, which allows us to go into really any sport. It's not just for baseball, but it's any sport or event that lasts for two or three, four hours. Um, but you're only there to watch like three or four or five minutes right. in clips, like a cheerleading competition, a swimming competition, you know, something like that. One of our biggest markets will be cricket because cricket, um, uh, cricket's the second biggest sport in the whole world, but their games actually last like two or three days. <laughs> it's like, you don't stop until the game's over. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we think a baseball game lasts a long time. Cricket lasts like two or three days. I can't even imagine. Yeah. No. No, yeah, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, it just brings people together. You know, it just allows people to connect, you know, through these little bite-sized pieces of entertainment that people want to be a part of the camp. Okay. So what does it look like? In, so it's going to be, I'm assuming, a paid app, right? There what, will be a paid what, app. Yep. What does that look like price-wise for it? Uh, it depends on if you sign up. So there'll be tiered pricing. You could sign up for a per game or just for an individual, depending upon how many people you want to sign or to follow. Yeah. And then if you want like a family account, so kind of like a Spotify type pricing, oh, Okay. but you know, like, like 10 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. That's, that's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll make sure I get that in the show notes and um, I'm sure you'll be, you know, getting that all out on your social media and when that comes out and everything. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was already out. We just, we just rebuilt the new app and we're going to re-release the new app on December 1st. So in yeah. 30 days. Yeah. And tell us, tell us the name again, what the app will be. The name of the app is up now up now okay yep instead of up yours uh well we thought about up yours and we actually have a piece in the app that allows you to do the up yours thing it's like this little emoji uh, that you can send an up yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's awesome 
So yeah, so you you became you mentioned you you were got in the software business. So tell us like what you've had a lot of success there. What advice can you tell us about um, like a person like myself who's becoming now an entrepreneur and working with kids and building a business? Um, what is the mindset of a business person and that in, an individual like yourself? What does it take to be successful in business? You know, that's a great question. And I think it's a lot like, I think it's a lot like these guys in their athletics. I think, I think um, success loves consistency. And there's a lot of kind of entrepreneurs out there who want to be successful or they're, they want to play in the big leagues or they want to do these things. And there's so many ups and downs. There's so many lefts and rights. I mean, even going over a logo for our company. Yeah. It's like 500 different variations of, of what it is. And then it comes out and you're like, that's the simplest thing ever, but it just takes time and it takes consistency. It's like, I mean, I remember when we, we were living in Arizona and we had a swimming pool and we went to go fill up the swimming pool and they're like, yeah, just put the hose in there. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, you guys didn't like program it in. So it like shoots out like a, <laughs> like a hot tub. <laughs> you know? Well, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, just put the hose in there and, and, and it'll fill up. So right. I put the hose and in the morning, it's almost like three quarters of the way full. And I, and I would have just never guessed that. And it's the little things that Gavin does every day. It's the little thing that Noah does every day, but it's that the success loves consistency. And I think it's in, in business, too many people are willing to, the first time they get there, they can hit the fastball in business. No problem. They're like, Hey, I can do that. But when they miss the change, you know, the change up when they can't hit the curveball, instead of doing a self-evaluation as well, I'm really big with myself and with my boys and everything about being self-aware. Right. If you suck, you suck, but it's okay to suck. And that's what I think a lot of people are scared of is sucking. They don't want to have that internal conversation with themselves to go, you're not good. You're not good at what you do. That doesn't mean that you, that you, that you, that you can't be good. Right. And I think there's that disconnect from people. I remember years ago, I used to speak all over the country. And like one year I spoke to like a hundred thousand people live as a, as a, as this financial advisor speaker. And when I was developing my speech, I remember like, I just didn't have it down. So I spoke live uh, to about, for about four hours straight, no break. Wow. And it was on financial, financial, you know, advice to guys that were like doctors and dentists and lawyers and guys that, you know, really knew a lot of their stuff. So I needed to know my stuff when I was up there because they had paid to be there. And Chad, I remember going into my office at like 3.30 in the morning and putting the PowerPoint up on the screen and in a room and presenting to an empty room every morning for like three hours. Mm-hmm going back and forth in the PowerPoint, what was my inflection like? How did I present that? Was the transition okay? Did I get this? Did I, did, did I, did I, was it okay? As opposed to just showing up and hoping I work through it and then it didn't work out and then I give up. Right. I think anybody can be successful at business. I think anybody can play division one baseball. I really do. And it's a weird kind of, I guess, hope in, in society that I have that everybody has the talent to make their dreams come true. But not everybody has the talent or the wherewithal to stay consistent. And when life smacks them in the face or when they get a change up, to not think that they suck at hitting, but just learn how to hit the change up. 
Right. You know, and so I, I mean, I, that's kind of broad advice, but I think, I, I think get a mentor, you know, like I told these other kids earlier, don't just go shoot for 10 hours a day, get a mentor who can work with you on stuff. Get a coach. And then get a coach. Absolutely. Get a coach. You're, you're, you're an idiot. If you don't get a coach, you're insane. You're arrogant. If you don't get a coach bottom line, because I don't care how much, you know, or how much you think, you know, I'm telling you right now. Like, like I've been to some camps and stuff like that with kids and they're like, their dad's like, that camp sucked. That wasn't worth the 300 bucks. And I'm like, so did you guys learn anything? Well, yeah, we only learned this one thing, how to turn the double play. That was it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like if you take away one thing for $300, right? it can change everything that you do. And I think when, when kids just try to do it on their own or parents try to do it on their own or business people, I've, I've paid so many business mentors over the years that I can't even tell you to say, look, what am I doing wrong? Right. Again, perfect that which is lacking in your game. And if you're not self-aware, you're going to be the kid that shoots at the gym for 10 hours a day and never goes anywhere. Yeah. You are. And, and it, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was coming up, um, do you remember um, um, uh, at Brighton, um, our coach, you probably don't remember him, um, but he was he he had formerly played for the Angels, and um, and I remember coming up when I was in like ninth grade. I wasn't I wasn't very good at all, but I wanted to be so good, and and I was out there and I was I was like hitting off a tee every day for like three hours into a chain link fence, just like bam, bam, bam. Had no idea what I was doing, and and my coach comes over and. He, he saw me hitting out there and he had watched me out there for like a month. Right. And he finally came out and I wasn't in the high school program yet, but I was hitting at a field that was right next to the high school. So he saw me and he goes, Hey, you know, I want to introduce myself. Um, you know, blah, blah. and I'm like, I know who you are. And he's like, do you mind if I just show you something? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Please. And, and I have, and I have my elbow up here, like a big chicken wing, you know, kind of thing. Cause everybody, every mom and their uncle, every time when I got up to bat, they're like, get your elbow up, whatever. And he's like, let's just, let's just soften that up a little bit, you know, and let's bring your hands and let's start to hit inside the ball. And he gave me like two suggestions is all right. like two. And he's like, look, I don't want to, I don't want to do much more than that, but I want you to just work on like this thing. Dude, Chad, I'm telling you, like, and, and so with my mindset, I added work ethic to somebody's instruction that knew more than me. And it was a recipe for gold. Right. I mean, I, my whole swing changed within a week because I started doing things that I would have never, ever figured out on my own. And it was just a little tweak. And I could have looked at that guy and said, uh, you know, I mean, one thing is going to change everything actually yeah one thing can change your life for the rest of your life like can can change it and so i think if yeah if if kids can do those two things is combine their work ethic if they have it because without that it doesn't matter who you've got you know i mean you got to go do the work if they can combine their work ethic with somebody who can show them where they're missing if somebody can show them the holes in their swing or somebody can just give them a little different perspective to make them wake up in one way or the other. Um, I mean, again, some people disagree with me. <laughs> I've had this, this argument with people and it's not an argument, just a disagreement. Chad, anybody can do it. 
anybody can be successful at business. Anybody can go play division one baseball unless, unless they're physically unable. Let's say they're physically unable to do it. Great. But Holy cow. I've seen some guys, Chad, that were 10 times less talented than guys that, that made it than guys that should have made it. That didn't. Right. Because they just had that work ethic and they just pushed through the wall and they just said, your fault, my fault, anybody's fault. I'm going to make it happen. And if you can layer on a mentor or a coach or somebody who can just say, man, put your fingers down, get your hands inside here. Just don't, don't float a little bit. Like, you know, just a little, little things that you're never going to figure out on your own. Holy cow, Chad. I think, I, I think it's just a recipe for, for winning all day long. If you can add those two things together. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's, you know, I, as I'm starting my business venture here, um, getting advice from like, I told you I had to call with my marketing guy this morning, you know, and like learning, like, Hey, we need to do these type of things. We need to get these things set up. Like someone that's been doing it for a long time is a professional at it. And something that I don't know anything about, like you said, if I didn't go do that, like that's on me. That means I'm, I'm the oh, yeah. guy. I, I'm like, why, why would I know about that? <laughs> so it's being well, and, and Chad, Chad, let's yeah. say you do know about it. Right. That doesn't mean you know everything about it. Right. <laughs> I, I think that I think the guys that are going to tell you that you need a coach more than anyone are the guys that have made it. Right. You know, the guys that say you don't need a coach and you can do it on your own are the guys that never even made it. But the guys that understand how valuable that type of information is, you, you might be one of the greatest marketers in the world. So, right. You don't know everything. Yeah. And so I think some of these parents or some of these kids with their kids coming up, I got to tell you a quick story. I was coaching like a, like a nine-year-old baseball team and the mom came to me and her son was a stud. He was a good pitcher and he was the biggest kid on our team through the hardest. He was a stud at nine. He's a nine-year-old stud. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she goes, Hey, I want you to teach him how to throw a curveball. And I said, no, we're not going to do that yet. He's an awesome stud. Like, like when, when he can throw like this percentage strikes, then the next pick will move to as a change, <laughs> but right. we got a couple. We got a down. Just, just let the orange ripen, please. Just a minute, just a minute. And, and, and Chad, they ended up leaving our team and she looked at me and she goes, Jason, I'm telling you, I'm the mom and I'm telling you that you need to teach him how to throw a curveball because he doesn't need really any other instruction from you. He just needs to grow. And this kid's going to be in the big leagues. This kid's going to be in the big leagues and he doesn't really need any more instruction on yeah. how to get there. He just, he, but he does need a curveball if he's going to pitch in the big leagues. And so I was like, I am holding you guys back. I am, I, I'm the problem. See you guys like, I, I'm going to recommend a few guys that you could go to, <laughs> you know, but, but it was this arrogance of, we don't need to know, we don't need to know more. We just need to go down this road, which is a lot of times the path of least resistance or, or signing early or going here and just just showcase after showcase, after showcase, after showcase. And um, I'm, I just think when, when you you're able to work with somebody who knows what they're doing it 10 X's your, your own discipline efforts. Yeah. And so if you can add your discipline to what they're doing, no matter how much, you know, or how much you think, you know, because I know there's a lot of um, travel ball dads that either know a lot or think they know a lot. And so they're like, Hey, I'm your coach. You don't need to know anything else. 
and just just be with me or there's a lot of business owners who are like hey i've already had success i'm just i'm just i know everything chad i've sold a company for a lot of money and like a software company and i still feel like i know nothing yeah i'm like like i i need help i need people to help me do modeling chad i don't even know how to do excel like like <laughs> computer and people make fun of me they're like you sold the software company you don't even know how to do excel and so again i think it's back to that self-reflection if people can look at themselves and say, look, it doesn't matter how good I am or how good I think I am. I need somebody there to point out the hole in my swing that cares about my success, wants me to get to the next level and is going to be honest with me. Right. And I think it's the kids who welcome the honesty without being a puss and getting all sad about it. If they if, if they're told, hey, you're just not good enough here, let's let's work on it. Um, those are the kids that welcome that or those are the business owners that say, hey, look, I always want to better myself no matter how good I am. And just because I have somebody helping me doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean I'm any less. It actually means I'm way smarter because I'm being more efficient at the way I'm going about it. I mean, there's a lot of kids that are going to work their tails off, Chad, and they're never going to make it because somebody's going to be telling them to keep their elbow up and, and, and they created a huge hole on the inside part of the plate. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's great. No, I, I agree. I think, you know, when, as long as I knew, I know that Tiger Woods, that Michael Jordan, that the best in the world, as far as athletes are concerned. And then you also, when you start reading books about businesses and, and entrepreneurs, everyone has a coach, everyone has everyone. To guide them and lead them. Cause you're right. If you think you know everything, then that's just pure arrogance. It's pure ego. And there's no place for that. Like it just and why? It, 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 why? Like why? Why do you want to know everything? Why, why do you want to be the smartest in the room? Right? Or, or why would you want to think that? I mean, it, if you don't know everything, that's okay. Right. Well, like, why are you supposed to know everything? <laughs> yeah. Just say, well, I don't know. I don't, that's just a great. Say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Awesome. I, I wish more kids, more dads, more parents would say that as opposed to you know, going to 14 different, you know, um, like showcases, thinking that they've got it figured out. Talk to somebody who's been there. Talk to guys that are in the pros. Talk to dads who have kids that have gone through the program. Talk to people who know. Yeah. And then, and then you don't have to take their advice. You don't have to. But, but you, it, one little thing might change your life forever. I mean, I know sometimes when I've met with my mentors and coaches, just having a little bit of a mindset switch, just like, just like a, like an inch, not like it was like this whole revival. You know, I just got baptized in this new way of thinking just an inch yeah. Yeah. can make all the difference in the world. And I'll, I'll give you an example of that. And it, it wasn't necessarily from a mentor, but it's a, this, this inch mindset. Um, my son, Gavin, this year, he just had probably the best year that he's ever had in his whole life. I mean, he absolutely dominated this summer, just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. Last year, he didn't, Chad. Last year, he didn't do that good. But he's a kid with a scholarship to Oregon State. He's the world home run derby distance champion. He's got a ton of pressure on him, but he's not doing very good. And so he and I had a kind of a conversation and we're like, hey, you know, we're not going to go to these, these tournaments and these showcases if you're not working your tail off and you're not doing very good, like we're not traveling all over the country. There's no point in doing this. Right. And it was interesting. He said, he said, dad, uh, let me do it my way. 
and um, and I'm going to take everything you've told me into account, but but let me try to figure out in my own mind what I need to do. And if that doesn't work, then we'll try some of these other things first. Okay. So so he goes off. He goes like goes off. And me as a dad, I'm like, oh great, I'm worthless. I didn't help him at all, you know. And and so I'm just quiet, just kind of waiting to see what happens. And about halfway through the season, I'm like, yeah what's the deal? Like what, what happened? Cause it's not like he worked a lot harder than he did before. Right. And shadow's interesting. He goes, dad, um, I just made a decision to stop being a puss. I said, what do you mean? He goes last year, there was just too many things running through my head. And I was so worried about what other people thought, you know, and like, like, am I going to hit a ball 450 feet every time I get up to the plate? And so I didn't want to swing unless it was a perfect pitch that I could go after and blah, blah, blah. He goes, I just decided to stop being a puss and not care what other people thought about me. And I'm just going to go be me and, and, and start just going off. I mean, like, like off. And the only reason I bring that up, Chad, is because there wasn't a whole lot that changed except for it was just a little thing. It was just a little teeny thing. It wasn't like he changed his swing. It wasn't like he got with a mechanics guy that changed his mechanics. And now all of a sudden he's hitting bombs. And he's like, Oh yeah, it was his mindset. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a hundred percent, a hundred percent his mindset. And it, and he went from, I'm, I'm telling you, he's night and day, a different player from changing his mindset. One inch, yeah, one inch. And, and, and he did that on his own. And, and he did that a lot. Also, you know, we talked about it. He's like, you know, I just kind of, went over a lot of the stuff that we've talked about over the years and, and different things. And, and, but, but, but that change has to happen within a kid's mind for it to work. Like I can't hammer him on it, hammer him on it. It has to be an internal change. And when you have a coach or a mentor who you can just talk through stuff with, whether it be good, whether it be bad, whether it be ugly, just to get it out on the table and just mull it over and find out what works. This might work. This might work. This might work. I don't know what works because it's different for every kid, but to have a trusted person like yourself or like a dad or like a, like a high school coach or somebody like that, that you can go to and say, I just want to talk through some stuff, right. man, Chad, I, I, I think it's more important than any, any, any mechanics guy or any strength guy they'll ever have. No doubt. It's, I mean, it, it's, I shouldn't say it's shocking because when I, when I'm working with kids one-on-one and they start talking about what you just said, the comparison, the expectations, trying to please mom or dad, um, yeah. trying to please high school coach and my teammates. And if I don't do those things every single time, then I'm a failure, right? Yeah. That, those are the thoughts that go through their mind. And so when you start breaking, yeah, those are real. That's real thoughts. And th- those are thoughts that we have as adults, right? right. These are limiting <laughs> yeah. beliefs that we I have. I thought I was going to blow this interview and I probably did. You've been Great. amazing. You've been amazing. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's when you talk to, and it's when you really just open up and you be vulnerable, about, vulnerable, <clears throat> excuse me, about the way that you think and you feel about things that we don't do as men, as alpha yeah. men, yeah. right? That is like, oh yeah, let, let's just slow it down. Let's pull it back a little bit and let's make a small adjustment. And and you use the P word, which is which is funny. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, Gavin, he brought it up. Yeah, it's, like, it's just yeah. like, 
it's kind of what it comes down to. Stop worrying about what everyone else thinks of you. And yep. it's hard to do. It's, it's, it's a hard. lot easier said than done. But And I think it takes a little bit of time. Like confidence. Mm-hmm. Confidence, we kind of, it takes a little bit of time. We go and act confident. But then I get beat down. And now my confidence goes back a little bit. It's like, no, let's, now let's get back there. What do we got to do to get back there? And you just kind of break it down. And, and it's, I talk about faith, fire, and focus a lot, right? So he, he by doing that, he, he brought his faith up and he started to now focus on the things that he can control, right? And he, well, well, and like you just said, Chad, it, it, it goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. Like we, we, we do it, we go down. And Gavin was playing in a tournament, oh, it was oh, a month or so ago or two months ago or whatever. And, and he, he came out in the tournament fire just he did like two doubles to lead off the tournament yeah and and then he wasn't good for like the next three games like like over and one of his teammates called him out and 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 so gavin hadn't talked to his teammates about it or anything and his teammate said hey stop being a pussy and gavin's like what what are you and it, and, it, and he got up two doubles the next two at bats and he goes i talked to myself and i went back in and I think a lot of these kids don't realize that it is like this. Yeah. It's like this for adults. Like it's like this. And the more you can just get it to go like this, as opposed to this, yeah. make, make them smaller, right? Make them smaller <laughs> and know that they're going to happen and know that it's okay. Know that it's okay that you don't feel good about yourself. Know that it's okay that you have insecurities. Know that it's okay that you're not the best kid on your team. Know, know, know that all these things, are a hundred percent okay and don't mean anything about who you are as a player right they don't mean anything if you let these then then you're going to ruin your i don't care if you have these high games where you hit four home runs if you go in and you hit and you strike out 10 times then hit four home runs it's too much this like it's just too much this you got to bring it together and 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 chad having played at the level that you've played at and understanding that, I think from a, my opinion as, as for kids, I would work as much with them on just that mm-hmm. as I would with them on taking grounders or hitting bombs or anything else. Because guess what? They can hit, I, I, I know guys that hit bomb after bomb after bomb. I knew a guy who threw 103 miles an hour in the minors with me from Venezuela. And he should have been one of the best pitchers of all time and didn't make it anywhere. didn't make it anywhere because he was he wasn't like this he was like this (laughs) he was crooked i mean he was a mess but when you can when you can build even from a young age from 14 15 16 years old that mentality of it's okay yeah you know and 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 that sounds a little bit cheesy maybe but when kids realize if i fail it's okay um, it's not, it, it doesn't change as much. It doesn't, it doesn't spiral into something. It doesn't, it, it doesn't turn into something that's going to affect their game negatively. If they're just like, no, I can control my mindset, man. I watched, I've always known about it and I've always worked on my mindset and read books and, you know, tried to, from a business standpoint, from a parental standpoint, you know, tried to be a good parent, tried to control your mindset. But I want, but when I watched that happen with Gavin, I'm telling you, Chad, he didn't, he didn't work more. He didn't go into the cage, which is my mindset. 
if he needs to get better, he needs to go Rocky. <laughs> he needs to go. No, he needs to go like he needs to run 10 miles a day. He needs right. to take 40,000 swings. He needs to go swim 80 miles. He's like, he needs to just, blah! he's a triathlon guy, right? <laughs> he needs to go crazy. And, and, and kudos to Gavin. He kind of put me in my place as his dad. When he just changed his mindset, I learned a lot from Gavin seeing what he did by just changing his mindset just a little bit. Again, he didn't go out and, and work 10 times harder because if you work 10 times harder, either without a coach or without the right mindset, that's all you're doing. Yeah. It's just working. Well, and, just then, working. and it's, that's the whole work smarter, not harder. Right. Where it's, I mean, you're, if you're doing enough, if you're putting in that work in every day anyway, but your mindset still stinks and you still think you stink right now, now we got to really focus on the mindset. And keep, and keep doing the work you're doing today, right? For sure. Keep doing that. And, and maybe you get so good with your mindset that maybe you, if you're, maybe if I looked at your routine, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. You're doing this every day. Like maybe you need to, like, you're going to, your arm's going to fall off before, you know, if you're a pitcher or yep. um, I, I had an injury where my toe, my big toe on my right foot, completely wore out and my bones I had to like they had to shave my bone in my toe and to shorten it because my right toe was worn out wow right and they're like yeah you've taken hundreds of thousands of swings yeah you know? and just kind of keep turning on it and I'm like wow you know that's it's so just little things like that but but yeah well, I think that I think what 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 parents and players don't realize is no matter how you are as a player or how good your kid is as a player if their mind's not right, they're not going to make it. Like they're, they're not going to make it. And so if you're really putting this, this goal together of being able to play at a higher level, okay? And let's say, because again, back to 100 out of 100 kids, you're going to ask them and they will all 100 say, I want to play in the big leagues. Right. Okay? So let's say that's your goal. It's 100% certain <laughs> that if you don't have a good mindset, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Yeah. You're not going to make it. You might get drafted. You might make it in single A. You might do some things. You might, you know, have something you can flex on people to say you, you played a little bit or blah, 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 blah. But unless you have that mindset, and I, I don't want to sound cheesy, but that mindset of a champion, that mindset of Michael Jordan, that mindset of Tiger Woods, that unless you've worked on your mindset to go, no, I'm this, I got it in control. I can make adjustments. I can do that because when you get up higher, everybody's so good right everybody's so good and i think those kids that have that unique advantage are the ones that have spent a little bit of time or a lot of time on their mindset so that those ups and downs aren't big but i think when parents realize man the mindset is just as important as the physical side of things i, I think it changes for the parent and for the kid yeah i think it changes in a big big way so Absolutely. i mean and like you said though don't get me wrong it, it takes a rocky type effort physically to get there. Yeah. You can't just go, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to kumbaya my way to the big leagues. It, it's not going to happen. <laughs> the, the, work, the work is still required. Yeah. It has to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. But how sad would it be if you work your tail off and don't make it because you ignored the mental side? That's right. sad. That's, right. that's, that's sad. If, if somebody has the discipline to make it to the big leagues, 
but they were too arrogant to develop their mental side at the same time. Man, that's, that's hard. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with just the high school. Some of the, I talked to a lot of kids, you know, and um, just randomly as well as like online and stuff. And we're talking like, how's your mental game and what are you doing for your mental game? And they're like, you know, I'm not really doing anything. Like, well, do you want some work? Do you want some help in that game? Like, no, I'm good. Like, I, I feel like I'm good. You know, it's just like, it's shocking because they don't, it, you know, it's, it's their perspective. They don't know yet. They, they don't, don't know. They don't know what it takes if they're that junior or senior and they're, they have the scholarship to that big school, that's a big deal to jump from a, a probably a smaller high school to a big school. And now you're dealing with dudes at a D1 program. Yep. How do I fit in? How do I even, do I even belong here? And yep. so, cause you're, you're the guy at your junior, you know, in high and school. And guess what? The answer is yes, you do. Right. You do, yeah. but how, how are you going to handle that? How yeah. are you going to make it happen? You do belong there. Like, <laughs> You do. Know, yeah. You know? No. Uh, this has been great, man. I, I appreciate your time. I know you, you great stories with your boys, and and we didn't even really dive into your story um, as a player. There is a one. <laughs> <laughs> but we we, we want to recognize you played. You played a couple years in the Meyer leagues, and yeah. And uh, but you you've had a lot of success in business, and you know it sounds like you're doing amazing. You have an awesome family. Um, but yeah, yeah we've got we've got five kids. I have a, a daughter who's 21. Yeah. Noah who's 19. Gavin who's 16. Eli who's 13. And Emmett who's nine. And like I said, I barely even played catch with Emmett at this point. I'm just like, let the let the orange ripen because it's going to be just fine. Absolutely. Yeah. We there's a lot of time between now there's and a lot of the senior year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much time. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for this app to come out. Uh, make sure you let us know and we'll get it out there as well. And okay. Anything else you want to add? You've, you've had a lot of great comments today. No, I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, I think we've said a lot. I mean, you know, and, and even when I talk with my kids, it's like, there comes a point when there's so many things that have been said that they either, they either pick stuff up or they don't. But I think the only thing that I would, the only two things that I would emphasize, that I emphasize with my own kids is, <clears throat> Go watch the movie Big Jake. Big Jake, okay. Big Jake from John Wayne. It's an old Western. But your fault, my fault, anybody's fault. Like, just just it, do not blame anyone. Don't blame the showcase. Don't blame your parents. Don't blame your high school coach. It's on you. It is 100% on you. And you can blame a coach, but you're the one that still didn't get the scholarship. Yeah others to it i mean i don't i mean and and it is what it is and so and then um you know success loves consistency it's going to be hard it's going to be hard and there's going to be times when you're up and down and there's going to be times when you feel like you don't belong there's going to be times when you feel like it's 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 not for you or it's too hard or or whatever gavin came home the other night and he laid on the couch and he said i literally can't move because he worked out so hard he's like i cannot yeah. move and he had to take a couple of days off just to recover and just to get back. But it's it's hard. But consistency is what gets you there. It's not the spikes in effort. It's consistency. And then get yourself somebody who can help you. If you don't have somebody who can help you, I mean, if you don't have somebody that can help you get there and you try to make it on your own, there's like a 100% chance you're not going to make it. I'm not going to say 100. Let's say a 95% chance you're not going to make it because you just don't know how. It's not a question of a lack of desire. It's a lack of know-how. 
Yeah. And if there's just that little twist people can give, I mean, if you have the discipline and you can have somebody help you and you're willing to put in the work, bro, anybody can do it. And I, I would emphasize that anyone listening to this, not listening to this, I'll tell you, I would go to a showcase and I literally, I would say, you pick them, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> you pick the kid. And I'll put a large amount of money on it. If you give me that kid for a summer, you give me that kid for a year. And we work on his mindset and he puts in the effort. He makes it. Yeah. I'm not saying to the big leagues, because there's a whole lot of water that has to go under the bridge, whether you're good enough or not to get to the big leagues. But I'm saying he makes it. He gets a scholarship. He gets his dreams. He, he can accomplish anything that he wants to do. And you pick anyone. You go to the biggest perfect game event that there is. And there's 500 teams there. Chad, I'd do it. Put money on it. Right. Because if, if they have the discipline, they have the desire, and they have a mentor, sheets. I mean, they can do anything. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Well, dude, I appreciate your time coming on board. It's, we're recording this on Veterans Day. I know you're not a right. veteran. <laughs> I'm not. I, thank you for all your I love, the, I love the veterans. I love them. <laughs> We're gonna we love the veterans. Uh but no, dude, have a great Veterans Day. Enjoy your boys, and we'll certainly be keeping up on them um through the app and through uh social sure. media. So but yeah, stay in touch and I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Chad. It's always a pleasure talking to you. All right, brother. We'll chat with you soon. Thank you. Okay, sounds good, bud. Okay. Yeah. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason. As you can tell, Jason's very knowledgeable in the game. A lot of experience, right, with his boys Gavin and Noah. So I want to thank Jason for coming on board and all the knowledge that he brought uh, to this episode in regards to helping parents out and trying to kind of get an idea of, you know, when I go to a showcase, do I just keep sending my kid to a showcase after showcase after showcase or do I just kind of have an idea and have a plan and pick and choose where I go, but making sure that your athlete is actually working in between each showcase, right? Is actually putting in that time and effort physically and then on the mental side. Who is your athlete's mental skills coach? I'd love to coach your athlete. I work with athletes of all ages from nine years old all the way up to college. So if you want your athlete to get control of their mental game, to learn what works for them and what doesn't, feel free to email me at chad at LegacySportsClubhouse.com. I'd love to do a free 20 to 30 minute consultation with you as a parent to discuss where your child is at. So again, email me at chad at LegacySportsClubhouse.com and we will see you in the next episode. Take care.